Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Vice President of the Orlando Magic and author of a new book, Character Carved in Stone, the great Pat Williams. Hey, Paul, it's so nice to hear from you, and uh, I'm looking forward to our chat. Me too, definitely, sir. So let's get started here. Like we said, you have a great book out, Character Carved in Stone. You've written over 100 books. What made you write this one? Well, Paul, here's what happened. A few years ago, I was invited uh, to go to West Point and speak to the Army men and women's teams and their coaches. And after we finished, I I got a tour of the campus. Uh, We ended up in a beautiful little park called Trophy Point. And in Trophy Point, there are 12 stone benches there, identical. And as I looked more closely, I noticed uh, carved into the stone at the end of each bench, there was a word uh, Twelve different words like courage and um, determination, uh, integrity, responsibility, trust, uh, those kind of words. And I thought, there's got to be a backstory here. Well, sure enough, there was. Uh, the West Point class of 1934, on their 50th class reunion, uh, donated those benches as a, as a class gift. And uh, based on their experience in World War II and the Korean War, they uh, came up with these 12 words that they had found absolutely vital in their military careers. And they wanted to pass those words along to future generations of West Point students and future military leaders. Well, when I learned all that, I I thought, boy, this is a well-kept secret. Uh, I had had never heard of this. And uh, so uh, I thought we could do a great book here do a chapter on each one of those words, and then try and figure out a West Point graduate to who, who best modeled that particular word. Uh, that's what, that was the background here, and we were able to do that. Uh, we found a whole array of fascinating West Point grads like Ulysses S. Grant and Dwight D. Eisenhower and Douglas MacArthur and Norman Schwarzkopf and uh, Omar Bradley and Matthew Ridgway and Jack Pershing. Um, Mike Krzyzewski, the Duke coach, who was a West Point grad, uh, and Mike was kind enough to do the forward for us. So uh, that's a little overview, Paul. That's how it came about, and uh, the book has been out just a few months, and uh, it's off to a nice start. Thank you. You talked about those 12 virtues, compassion, integrity, courage, loyalty, dedication, perseverance, determination, responsibility, dignity, service, discipline, and trust. How have those 12 virtues 
shaped your life? Well, Paul, I became very interested in leadership uh, some years back. I'd always been in leadership positions in sports and in the front office, but uh, when I moved to Orlando, I began receiving invitations to speak in the corporate world, primarily on leadership. So I really had to make a thorough study of it and and become knowledgeable before I could speak. And uh, so I, I've, I've used, definitely used some of these words. And I can say this, Paul, uh, every leader, uh, far even far away from the military, whether it's in your home, in business, in your church, your school, uh, little league sports, no matter where you are in leading, uh, these words really need to be burned into your soul because it's tough to be a, a good leader unless all 12 of these qualities are right there, you know, really evident in your life. And more importantly, you're passing them on uh, to the people or the young people that you're working with because leadership really is not about the number of followers you have, but the number of people uh, that you're getting ready for a life of leadership. Is there one virtue that may be more important than another? Paul, I think they're all important, but let me, uh, let me just center on the word integrity. Uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower once said, the supreme quality for leadership is unquestionably integrity. Without it, no real success is possible, no matter whether it's on a section gang, a football field, in an army, or in an office. And I think uh, uh, General Eisenhower knew what he was talking about. In other words, uh, to be a leader of integrity, your walk and your talk need to match. Uh, you can't be uh, walking one way and talking the opposite, or, or vice versa, talking one way and then walking completely in the opposite direction. Uh, the tongue in your mouth uh, have to be going in the same direction as the tongue in your shoes. And uh, I think that's what uh, General Eisenhower had in mind, that uh, without integrity, it's very, very difficult to have anybody, you know, really following you or being interested in what you're trying to promote. And I totally agree with you. And, and that was actually, before I ask the question, that was the thought in my mind. Integrity to me is the one thing that stands out because without it, you really have nothing, in my personal opinion. But So I, I totally agree with you when it comes to integrity. We're talking to Senior Vice President of the Orlando Magic and author of a new book, Character Carved in Stone, the great Pat Williams. So, Pat, you've hired a lot of people over the years. In hiring people, when you hire people, do you look for these 12 virtues? Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I want players. We want uh, people in our organization who have compassion, uh, who are dedicated, uh, who are disciplined in their life, who are loyal to you, uh, that they have a heart of service, that they have a serving-hearted mentality. And above all, it's tough to have an organization if there's not trust uh, built within the ranks, whether it's a basketball team or a a business organization or, or any function. So, uh, yes, I, uh, I believe that these words are, are, are vital, Paul. It's, uh, and that's why I got so enthused when I was able to see all this unfolding up at Trophy Point and uh, really got a good handle on those 12 words. So you've written over 100 books. Do you have an exact yes. number? Well, Paul, actually, this is book number 110. Okay. Uh, book, no book number 111 uh, will be out this fall, 
It's called Lead Like Walt. Uh, I've always been fascinated with Walt Disney himself and um, have written two books about him already. Uh, this next book, we'll be looking at Walt Disney uh, through the narrow focus of leadership. And uh, I think that's going to be, uh, you know, I think people are going to enjoy it. The book is finished. We've, we've got it off to the publisher. And uh, I feel very good about it, that people are going to get a good, good look at how Walt Disney led, uh, why he was so successful. And uh, I think there are lessons there for all of us, no matter uh, where, where we are in our life. How do you determine, you know, what book to write? What is the process that you go through when you decide, I'm going to write a book? Well, Paul, that's a great question. Um, sometimes uh, it comes out of the clear blue. I mean, I'm up at West Point a few years ago. They're giving me a tour of the campus. And all of a sudden, we end up in this little park. Uh, see, I see these benches. <clears throat> if I hadn't walked over... Excuse me, to look at those benches more closely, well, I'd have missed that. And uh, that was not a book idea. You could sit down and brainstorm. It just happened uh, because of my visit there. Uh, this next book coming uh, is because I moved to Orlando 33 years ago and got fully, fully entrenched and fascinated with the life of Walt Disney. Uh, that would not have happened if I'd stayed in Philadelphia or lived elsewhere in the country, I'm sure. Because down here in Central Florida, everything is Disney, Disney, Disney. And you'll notice that uh, uh, when you come down here, it's not Disney World, it's Walt Disney World. And uh, Walt Disney still lives, so that was that one. And then I got another book coming out next year called Who Coached the Coaches? And uh, I'm fascinated. I've talked to hundreds of coaches and asked them one question. Who was the key person and you becoming a leader. Uh, who is the key person to you becoming a coach? And I've, I've been able to run down just a huge number of coaches. Uh, that book will be out uh, sometime later this winter. And, uh, that came because a good friend of mine, uh, Ernie Acorsi, who's been in the NFL for years, said to me, um, wouldn't it be interesting to find out with all these coaches uh, who is the key person in their life and them becoming a coach? And I took the bait and have been working on it for about six, six years. And uh, that, that book will be out soon. So uh, that just gives you some idea. So where can fans get this great book, Character Carved in Stone? Well, it's in bookstores. Uh, you can go to Barnes & Noble primarily, go in the business section, and you'll see it there. And uh, it's got a nice-looking uh, nice cover on it. Um, as I said, Coach K wrote the foreword. We were thrilled about that. And uh, so many books are sold these days through the Internet, so just go up on Amazon. And you'll see everything listed there, and you can order a couple of copies that way. Or go to barnesandnoble.com. But uh, uh, the book is easy to get a hold of. It's, uh, it's priced right. And uh, probably can read it in two or three sittings. And I, I think that it'll, it'll make a difference in your life. So we talked about Pat Williams, the author. Now we've got to talk about Pat Williams, the senior vice president of the Orlando Magic. We look at the Orlando Magic. This is a team made the playoffs for the first time in seven years, got a victory in the playoffs against the Toronto Raptors, who are a very good basketball team. Ultimately, the Magic will lose the series four games to one. 
But looking back on the 2018-2019 season, was it a success? Well, I think we made a lot of progress. First of all, there was not a not whole lot expected of this team, but uh, our coach um, did a marvelous job, and Steve Clifford's his name, and he came in and did a great job. And down the stretch, we caught fire, fought our way back into the playoff hunt, uh, down to the last weekend, and and made it with some clutch wins on the road. So, uh, and then uh, in the first game in Toronto, darn if we don't knock them off. Uh, and that got this city just absolutely on fire. We split up there and came home for two games last weekend. We were hopeful that uh, we could prevail on our home court, but Toronto is very, very good. We couldn't figure out a way to stop Kawhi Leonard. Uh, the other kid uh, uh, is terrific. Um, and so, uh, long story short, they're good. They, they will now match up with Philadelphia in the next round. That will be a terrific series. And you'll see Milwaukee and Boston in the other series in the East. So I think we're going to see some really good basketball here uh, over the next few weeks. How would you rank those teams from those four teams in the Eastern Conference? How would you rank them? Well, based on record, uh, you'd have to go uh, Milwaukee, Toronto, Philadelphia, and Boston. Uh, we're, We're much more familiar with Toronto because we've seen them a whole lot here. But Milwaukee is uh, is very very good, and that big kid, uh, the Greek freak, is probably right now uh, the rising star, the rising superstar in the league. I think the next seven or eight years are going to be all about him. Uh, he's he's a very very special talent, and uh, he's capable of putting that team on his back and and doing some uh, marvelous things. So I'm not sure. Uh, Boston has any way to really uh, contend with him. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Boston's gotten much improved here. I just think we're going to have two series in the East that are going to just be wonderful. Good, good basketball here this spring. Definitely. And it's been a long time, I think, since we've had this in the Eastern Conference. I mean, you're talking about four teams that are fairly evenly matched. I mean, I think we can all make a case for all four teams in the Eastern Conference semifinals, we can make a case for them making it to the NBA Finals. So that's going to make this thing very, very exciting. Let, let me go back to the Magic for a second. You know, you have Aaron Gordon, you have Isaac, Mo Bamba, you have Nikola Vucevic, and he is going to be a free agent in this offseason. It's early, I know it, but it's a priority to bring back Vucevic. Oh, I think that's still down the road. You know, free agency doesn't start till July 1. Uh, but we like our young nucleus. Um, Jonathan Isaac in his second season made enormous strides. Unfortunately, Mo Bamba missed the whole second half of the year with a stress fracture. But from what we saw before that, uh, he's a young player with some really good tools, and uh, he's got a bright future in the league. Uh, those, are, those have been our uh, two most recent draft choices. Uh, this year in the draft, we'll pick 16. It's the first time that in many years, we haven't been in the draft lottery, so that's kind of refreshing. And uh, <clears throat> we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, there'll be a, another Greek freak drifting on down somewhere in the middle of the draft. There's, there's always a good player there. It's just a matter of picking him. Let me ask you this. You, you guys acquired Markel Fultz from the 76ers back in February. 
I believe the kid, if healthy, when healthy, can be a decent player. And when I look at his college tape, I'm just amazed by the guy I saw playing in the NBA. I know he's not, he hasn't been healthy over the past few years. Looking at Markel Fultz, how does the organization view Fultz? Uh, with great expectations. Uh, he was acquired in the middle of the year. Uh, the price was not uh, expensive. And uh, the, whole, uh, the whole hope is that he'll come back in the fall fully healed, um, ready to take on the world. Uh, he, as you mentioned, Paul, he's got some wonderful skills, and he just needs to uh, get comfortable out on the court and uh, get his confidence back. Uh, he's capable of being an elite guard in the league, and everybody down here is uh, very, very eager to see a fully healed uh, Markel Fultz and uh, see what he can do. He, he could be a, a really, really great addition to our team. I totally agree, and I think it was a great addition for the Orlando Magic, especially, as you mentioned, the price. The price wasn't a lot for a guy who could turn out to be a very, very talented player in the NBA. We're talking to Senior Vice President of the Orlando Magic, Pat Williams. Pat also has a great book out, Character Carved in Stone. So make sure you find a way to get that book. Pat, I want to ask you this. Dame Lillard last night hit a 37-foot shot at the buzzer to send the Blazers to the second round and knock out the OKC Thunder. Have we seen a better series clinching shot? I can't think of one, Paul. I don't think I can think of one off the top of my head. Uh, Our league right now is just rich in talented young players. Uh, We've talked about uh, Giannis in Milwaukee. You've got to talk about Donovan Mitchell in Utah. Lillard is kind of a young veteran, but he's, he's special. Um, we've got uh, uh, the potential of Zion Williamson coming along next. Uh, the kid at Murray State, um, Morant, has got some, got some re- remarkable talents. Um, Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, I'm, I may have missed one or two. We still, we still have uh, uh, the, the, uh, the Don Stick down in Dallas. Uh, uh, Trey Young in, in Atlanta had a terrific rookie year. I mean, it's just amazing that this group of young players that is, are coming along, and they're, they're more in the pipeline. Uh, the talent in basketball has never been better. Uh, it continues to increase all the way down the pipeline. And it won't be too many years down the road that LeBron's son uh, will be coming along. He, I think he's 14 right now, and all the reports on him are just raves. So uh, uh, there's an awful lot in basketball to get excited about. Let me ask you this. And, and you talked about LeBron and, and the whole situation. We talked about the Lakers and everything. We have Magic Johnson, and you've been an executive for many, many years. So you know what it takes to be a big-time executive in this league. Were, were you surprised, you know, the way Magic walked away from the Lakers? Well, uh, I think Magic found that being a full-time executive in this business is not easy. It, it's all time-consuming. You're never off 24-7, 12 months a year. 
And I think once Magic got deep into it, I just thought he was enjoying it. Uh, Magic's greatest skill are, is his joy, uh, his, his, uh, his fun attitude, his relationship to people. Uh, a, a beloved star, he's, uh, he's Magic. And uh, the NBA, despite the Orlando Magic, is, uh, is not always magical. I mean, there are a lot of ups and downs and injuries to deal with and losing streaks and uh, personal relationships. And, oh, boy, it never ends. Never ends. And I think Magic, uh, when he made his announcement, I think he said it all. He said, I want to go back to being Magic. He said, I want it to be fun again. And this past year for the Lakers, it certainly wasn't fun. And I think Magic will be a lot happier uh, doing what he does best. He runs his businesses, and above all, uh, he makes people happy, uh, even as a non-player. And I think uh, he, he made the right decision. Let me ask you this. The Golden State Warriors, you know, this is a team that's built to win and has won over the years. You look at this basketball team, and obviously every time you make a run, it takes a lot out of you. Every time you win a championship – is very, very hard. This is the third time they're going for a three-peat now at this point. Looking at the Warriors and looking at the Western Conference, the way it's presently constructed, Houston's out there. You know, some people believe Portland's a team that could make some noise in the West. As a whole, do you see anybody beating the Golden State Warriors this year? Well, let me put it this way. I uh, On my radio show recently, I talked to Brian Windhorse, who covers the NBA in detail, and uh, he said to me, uh, and he loves the teams in the East, but he said, I'd be shocked if there's any team out there that can beat the Warriors four times out of seven. So based on his knowledge, he would say that the Warriors, short of a physical uh, catastrophe, you know, are still going to be very, very difficult to beat. But uh, there's some teams out there that could give the Warriors a lot of trouble and uh, from the East. And still, you know, they're not out of the woods out West either. You know, there's still good teams hanging around. But the Warriors are very special. And uh, they've got those Hall of Famers all over that roster. And uh, you know, right now you'd have to lean in their direction. But I don't think it's going to be easy. I think we're going to see some, some really good tight series all the way through uh, the playoffs. Let me ask you this, Pat. Let's, I want to go back for a moment, look at your time with the Philadelphia 76ers. You had a guy in Andrew Tony. Andrew Tony, Boston Strangler, he was a big-time player before foot injuries ultimately ended his career. How special? For those who haven't seen Andrew Tony, how special was Andrew Tony? Well, let me put it this way to you, Paul. Um, I once talked to Danny Ainge who then was, uh, you know, playing for Boston. And he said there were only two players, three players, that kept me up at night uh, before I played them. He said one was Michael Jordan, the other was Magic Johnson, and the other one was Andrew Toney. Uh, so that's pretty, high, that's pretty hot company. Sure. Uh, Andrew was about uh, six foot three, uh, very powerfully built. Uh, we didn't have the three-point line then, but if we did, uh, Andrew would have been, uh, oh, he'd have been uh, Donovan Mitchell, you know, plus. Uh, he uh, he was fearless. You know, he would always take the tough shot. He never never even thought about it. 
he was a, uh, he was a great running mate with uh, Maurice Cheeks, our point guard. Uh, he gave us a guard line that was just mar- marvelous. And we drafted both of them. They both came to us with picks that we had gotten for, from our earlier trades, and uh, we were fortunate uh, to pluck those two guys and gave us for, oh, I don't know, six, seven years a terrific guard line. Unfortunately, uh, Andrew never had a full career. He um, had that early, great early start, but, oh, I guess around age 26, 27, he began having trouble with his feet. Um, we tried every which way. Uh, we saw every doctor in the universe trying to figure it out, but he never could uh, recover fully to be the great player that he was. Uh, it's it's a rather sad story. You know, he was he had Hall of Fame written all over him, but uh, his his feet just gave out. It, and we see that Doug Collins, uh, our other great guard, he had those same kind of foot problems. We've seen Yao Ming go down uh, early because of foot problems, um, and there, there are others that uh, you know that we could also talk about. So, the feet and ankles are a precious commodity in uh, in the NBA. Uh, players are cutting and jumping and pounding on their feet and ankles, and they take a real beating every night. Uh, it's a wonder, frankly, that we don't have more problems with feet and ankles, but today we've got these marvelous shoes and great treatments and orthotics and all of that that protects these players much better than they did in the past. But uh, I'm glad you brought up Andrew. He's one of my favorites and uh, a very, very special basketball player. Let me also ask you this. You were a part of a special time in Orlando, Shaq, Penny Hardaway, those two got together. We're able to make a finals, but ultimately the whole thing got broken up. Shaq went to the Lakers. Penny broke down eventually because of injuries and things of that nature. Looking at that duo, if that duo would have stayed together, do you feel like you would have got at least one? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we had Shaq for four years. Uh, then we lost him. We had Andrew. Then um, – Penny Hardaway came along, and unfortunately, he had knee problems, and his career never really uh, was what it could have been. So it was kind of a sad story. But for those early years when they were together, we were we were something to watch. A great, great, great crowd attraction, uh, toughest ticket in the country. Uh, just put Orlando, put the magic on the map uh, with those two. So. Those were special days. People, the veterans down here, uh, always remember it. You still see Hardaway jerseys on people and O'Neal jerseys on people. So uh, we have great memories. And, uh, Paul, I'm glad you called me. You can call any time. I've got another book coming this fall, uh, Lead Like Walt. And uh, I'm, I'm sure we can have a good chat about that as well. So I'm, I'm so pleased and honored that you called me. Uh, I appreciate it, Pat. Again, fans. The book is called Character Carved in Stone. Also, make sure you go to hit Pat Williams up on social media, Orlando Magic Pat Williams on Facebook, and Orlando Magic Pat on Twitter. Also, go to Amazon.com, look up, search this book, Character Carved in Stone, one of the great books by the great Pat Williams. Pat, before we get out of here, how's your health? Paul, thank you. I'm doing well. I was diagnosed uh, well. I'm in my ninth year, 
uh, with this cancer cancer battle, uh, multiple myeloma, but I'm doing well with it. And uh, the doctors tell me they don't see any signs of it right now. I feel good. My energy level's good, and I'm able to keep my full life. So uh, I'm pleased about that as well, Paul. Thank you. Pat, appreciate it, sir. Can't wait to talk okay. to you in the fall when you good. have Thanks, Paul. coming out. Appreciate Thanks it, Thanks a million. All the best to you. Bye-bye. Take care of yourself. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.